Herding Tigers podcast. My name is Todd Henry. I'm the founder of Accidental Creative, also the author of several books, including the new book, Herding Tigers, Be the Leader That Creative People Need. And here on the Herding Tigers podcast, we talk about what it is creative people need from their leadership in order to thrive. How can we create an environment in which creative people do their best work, stay engaged, and are connected not only to the work itself, but to their teammates, to you, to the organization, to the organization's cause. And they feel like they have what they need in order to thrive. And so on the show, we talk about practical things we can do as leaders to facilitate that kind of environment. Hey, if you enjoy these podcasts, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you get every episode delivered as it's released. And also, if you want more of what we talk about here on the show, a couple of options for you. You can go to herdingtigersworkshop.com. There are all sorts of options for live and online um, training there. And also, if you go to toddhenry.com slash leader, you can jump on the leader list, which is a once a week email, a very short email that will be sent to you once a week for 52 weeks with a quick tip, idea, principle, something you can implement immediately to help you be a better leader of creative teams. All right. Today, we're going to talk about the culture of blame that can often exist on creative teams, passing the buck, refusing to take ownership of things when they go wrong, when they go off the rails. And as leaders, we know we own everything. We we ultimately own those failures because we own it all. We own the work with a capital W. But it's easy for blame shifting to happen on your team. And when that happens, it erodes trust and collaboration. It's really difficult to get things done when the pressure is on. You know, it's human nature to want to assign blame. I mean, since the dawn of time, we've assigned unseen causes to effects that we can't explain. We find ways of offloading blame for our vices, right? The devil made me do it or our shortcomings. It's just my nature. It's just baked into my nature. Much of this blame shifting is in the effort to protect ourselves, We don't like being seen by others as a failure or as lacking self-control. And there are sometimes consequences for failure that affect our job or our family or even our health. And we also don't like to see ourselves as a failure. And when we do, we, you know, we, we try to protect that self-image, our desired self-image at all costs. And one of the ways we do this is by shifting accountability or shifting blame on a personal level, a lack of accountability can be deadly to our efforts to do brilliant work. When this blame shifting infiltrates an organization, it can become toxic. It erodes collaboration, it erodes trust, and causes everyone to waste energy in the attempt to avoid being left without a chair when the music stops. Less and less effort is spent on the attempt to do brilliant work, and more and more effort is spent on the attempt to appear to do brilliant work. It's organizational politics at its peak, right? And it's a subtle but critical distinction. So there are a few signs that a culture of blame may have infiltrated your team. And some of those signs include a general lack of accountability on the team. You know, if it's difficult to identify the single point of accountability for delivering any given project, or if it seems like there's ambiguity about responsibilities on the team, it's possible some of this is the result of a culture of blame. A second sign is a hesitancy to admit mistakes or frequent attempts to cover them up rather than to fix them. Listen, everyone makes mistakes. And if your team is really stretching itself to do great work, it'll probably make many mistakes. But mistakes need to be dealt with, not disguised and not passed off. A third sign is an overall lack of commitment to the excellence of the work or the needs of the client or organization. So some of the most toxic blame shifting is the kind that involves blaming the client or the customer for the problems that the team is facing. When this happens, it can cause a downshift in the team's drive to go the extra mile. 
And then the final sign, and this is just, you know, these are just four of the many signs that we could talk about, but these are the four most common in my experience, is what I call frequent whispers in the hallway or gossip, right? These little side conversations, little gossipy conversations in the hallway are like cracks in a dam. Every one of them erodes the integrity of the team slightly and puts the entire team at risk. So are you seeing whispers in the hallway? Are you hearing people gossiping about what so-and-so is or isn't? doing. This is another sign of a potential breach in your team's accountability. So how do we begin to deal with a toxic culture of blame? Well, each culture is nuanced, complex, highly unique, right? So it's difficult to to issue edicts or to say this is the way you must deal with it. But here are a couple of uh, thoughts for leaders or would-be leaders who are experiencing some of these dynamics I just described and want to figure out how do we create more accountability on our team. Number one, make sure that every project has clear accountability, clear metrics, and clear rails. So what do I mean by these three things? Accountability is who owns what and by when. And we know very clearly there's there's no mistaking who owns what and by when. We don't leave a meeting until we have accountability assigned for every single next action that's going to happen and when that next action is due, whatever that looks like. And it could be, oh, you need to think about this and bring a couple of ideas. That's fine. That's accountability, but you have to have that clear accountability. Metrics, how will you know that whatever the next action that is assigned, how will you know whether it's successful or not? You have to have metrics. You have to know how you're going to measure what was just assigned. And then rails. What is the philosophy by which this work is to be done? What are the rails within your working or the strategy within your which you're working? Um, and I talk about this. I wrote about this extensively in Herding Tigers, the book. I wrote about your leadership philosophy and how to develop that. But it's important that your team has clear rails within which to work. If expectations are clear throughout the process, it's very difficult to shift blame. It's really difficult to shift blame to someone else when you know it was very clear to everyone that you were accountable for for something by a certain time, how it was going to be measured, and the process by which it was to be done. So if you can do all three of those things, accountability, metrics, and rails, then it's going to be really difficult to shift blame. The second thing is be the first to admit mistakes and take responsibility for them. Now, this is especially crucial for leaders. The leader gets to take the most arrows, whether you deserve them or not, even if it means taking some for the team the leader takes the most arrows. And if you're a team member, not a leader, set the example for the team by holding yourself to a higher standard. But if you're a leader, be the first one to admit your mistakes. Don't try to blame shift. As a leader, if you do that, you are signaling to the team it's okay to do this. You have to hold yourself accountable if you want to hold your team accountable. Okay? So that's the the second thing. The third thing is squash the blame game. If you notice a conversation shifting to the subject of blame or you see somebody blame shifting, You, in turn, shift the conversation, shift the topic, or reaffirm where accountability for the project rests. No gossip, no whispers, nothing. Shift the conversation to true accountability, not the sort of blame-centric accountability that people often want to engage in when it feels like maybe they're in the crosshairs, okay? So squash the blame game the moment that you hear it. It's your, your job as a leader to do that. And number four, don't play along. To be prolific, brilliant, and healthy, you must maintain an accurate assessment of your successes and your failures so that you can continue growing in your efforts. Don't delude yourself. Don't backward rationalize a failure. Accept accountability for a failure. Accept the consequences and move forward. Self-delusion does you no good. 
Okay, so make sure that every project has clear accountability, metrics, and rails. Be the first to admit a mistake and take responsibility for it. Squash the blame game and don't play along. Don't backward rationalize. Don't justify failure. Learn from it and move on. Listen, everyone makes mistakes, and sometimes these mistakes are harmful to your team's efforts. And sometimes as a leader, you make mistakes that damage your team significantly. But developing a strong culture of transparency and accountability will focus your team's effort where they belong. Doing brilliant work, that's where your team should be focused. Do your best to establish accountability both personally and as a team and squash the culture of blame before it squashes you. All right, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your comments about this. Interact at accidentalcreative.com is my email address. You can reach me there or at accidentalcreative.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be a leader who makes echoes. We'll see you then.